Praise God. Well, it is our 14th anniversary, um, and so I had some things, some specific things on my heart just to share. Um, I want to read you, this is on our website, if you go to the About page, this is on our website, I'm going to read several things from there, but I just want to read um, you kind of our description there. Uh, You know, of course, the tagline that we have is sharing the goodness of God, and everything that we're saying here encompasses that, and that, that encompasses so much. When you say sharing the goodness of God, there's a lot in that phrase, and you'll see that as we go through these. You know, God is a good God. You can't believe God's a good God, that He wants to do good, that we are sharing that, that we are representatives of that. But this is on the website. It says, Andover Christian Center is a non-denominational, spirit-filled Christian church in Andover, Massachusetts. We are reaching eastern Massachusetts and southern New Hampshire with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe God is good. We believe He is a God of love, mercy, peace, abundance, and healing. We believe God desires every person to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and that He wants us to grow in His word and in His will for our lives. We believe God's presence and power are available to us today. Through Him, we can overcome any challenge or circumstance. He loves every person and wants the best for each one. Amen. Psalm 145 verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Verse 9, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. He's a good God. He's a merciful God. I mean, this right here, if you just knew these verses, if you, if, if you knew these verses about God, this would just change and, and correct a lot of doctrine. Let's read those two verses again. Look at verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He's gracious. The Lord isn't looking at you going, oh, you made a mistake. Oh, you made another one. It says he's gracious. You know what gracious means? He's full of grace, full, full of uh, long-suffering and kindness. The Bible says God is love. These things are attributes of love. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great mercy. He's full of compassion. Think of the person, think, maybe you don't know any, but hopefully you do. Think of somebody that is really just kind and nice that you would say on earth is full of compassion. You know, think of if you made a mistake in their presence, they would be quick to forgive, they would be quick to overlook. If you think of somebody like that, or think of a character you read in a book, or something, I'm talking about on earth, you know, of course Jesus is on earth, but just get that in your mind. Now, God is much, much more. See, sometimes we think, oh, this person, they would be nice, but man, if I mess up, God. See, that's not Him. That's not, that's not our God. It said, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. That's God. Amen. I said, that's God. Amen. That's the God we serve. Verse 9, the Lord is good to all. Do you know the Lord is good to all? The Bible said uh, that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He so loved the world. That means everybody. It says, the Lord is good and his tender mercies are over all his works. 
Do you realize God's mercy is toward every person, toward everything on the earth? His mercy is extinct. Not everybody receives it. But His mercy is toward us, toward the world. Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? The goodness of God. The goodness of God, that God's a good God. We just, that, that's something, that's a truth. There's a vacuum in the world about that truth. People have all kinds of ideas about God, and uh, a lot of them are, are just, you know, completely wrong and completely maybe opposite of who He is and, and what He is. And so that's an emphasis, that people would understand how good He is, that He loves us, that He's a good God. Now, I want to go over um, just the bullet points of, uh, you know, the vision and just talk about that just for uh, a minute. The vision we have as a congregation, I'm going to read all of them and then we're just going to touch on them just briefly and then go on because we won't take a lot of time. You know, you could, and I have dived into each one of these more, but uh, let's put up the first one. It says, Andover Christian Center is a congregation that is reaching eastern Massachusetts and southern New Hampshire with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Next one. Honors God, Endeavor Christian Center is a congregation that honors God and puts Him first place in our lives, including in our time, our families, our relationships, professions, and finances. Next one. We are a congregation that preaches the uncompromised Word of God with an emphasis on faith being led by the Holy Spirit and the believer's identity in Christ. Next one. We are a congregation that has the supernatural power of God operating in our services and in our individual lives. We are a congregation that worships God from our hearts, marked by the presence of the Holy Spirit and excellence in musicianship. And finally, Endeavor Christian Center is a congregation that has vibrant children's and youth ministries that equip young people to live for God. That paints a picture of what we see and where we're going. Let's just, just going to spend just a few moments, just uh, break that down just a little bit. Go back to the first one briefly. It says, Andover Christian Center is a congregation that is reaching eastern Massachusetts and southern New Hampshire with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been in a series called Commission. We are commissioned to share the gospel and to preach uh, His goodness and what Jesus has done for humanity to the world. And we're emphasizing this locality, and of course we reach outside that through the internet. But the people that we reach and physically interact with are in most of, mostly in these areas. Colossians 1.27, that this is a scripture that uh, is on the website as well on that about page. Just one of the, the, the main two scriptures that God gave us when we started this church. It says, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to His working, which works in me mightily. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Warning each man, teaching each man this. 
Mark 16, verse 15 said, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So that's our commission. And this is our local commission, is that we are reaching this locality. I mean, you don't reach other people, but not everybody can be in every part of the world like we've been talking about. So what are we about? Where, what have we been doing? Where are we going? What is the emphasis? Uh, next one, if you put up the slide, the next uh, part there. Andover Christian Center is a congregation that honors God and puts Him first place in our lives, including in our time, our families, our relationships, our professions, and in our finances. We honor Him. We, we do what He would have us to do in these areas. It's not just lip service. It is a way of life. He is on the throne, not just in heaven, but in our lives, and that we honor Him and put Him first. That means what He said to do, that's what we do. That means what, how He said to live in an area, that's what we're going to do. The, the, the answer to so many questions is, you know, you say, what should we do? Well, what, number one, does the Bible say? Ask yourself, what does the Word say about this? You know, sometimes there's like, well, I want to do such and such. Boy, I'd like to react this way. Ask yourself, what does the Bible say? Then you have to come back and say, well, that's going to be the right answer. See, your flesh or the world or some mentality may say, it's a, no, just do this. Always ask yourself, is that what the Bible says about it? That could have been something I heard growing up, may or may not be wrong. But what does the Bible say about it? And that will get me in the right place, and that's in all these areas. We talk about our time. How does God say to spend our time? Our families, how does He say to interact? Our relationships, our professions, our finances, what does God's Word say? We are a congregation that asks that question and does that and says, God, what, what does your Word say? Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. So tempting to start doing stuff for people. You do stuff to serve people, don't get me wrong, but to do stuff because you're trying to, you know, get men's praise or do it because of the way they think you should do it. We're, we're to do it the way God believes we should do it. 1 Samuel 2.30 said, Those who honor me, I will honor. Those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Those who honor me, I will honor, the Bible says. So God said to honor him, and honor will come to you. Can you put up the next slide? Sorry, the vision slide. It says, Andover Christian Center is a congregation that preaches the uncompromised Word of God with an emphasis on faith, being led by the Holy Spirit, and the believer's identity in Christ. This is in our DNA. What we're talking about, these emphasis, you know, we graduated from Rhema uh, Bible Training College, it's called now, and this was put into the, to us faith, being led by the Holy Spirit, our identity, our authority in Him, including healing, abundance, righteousness, peace, joy. That, that is in our DNA. That's what the Bible teaches, and that's one of our emphasis. We're going to, you're going to hear that when, you, when, when uh, we preach and teach, you're going to hear those things coming out. And it ought to exude from us because those, are the, those things are the truth. That's, God, that's what God has said in His Word. We said God is a good God. And throughout the Bible, you see He's a good God. And those truths are what will make us free. 
John 8 verse 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews and believed him, uh, who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. These truths will pierce the darkness that enshrouds the world and can enshroud our minds because we're influenced by the, the, the world. But when we hear the fact that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law, that we've been uh, brought out of the, the uh, dominion of darkness, and that we have authority over Satan and all his cohorts, that we have authority over sickness, that we have uh, ability to live uh, in goodness in life and favor and have everything we need. Those truths set us free. And so those things are an emphasis. You, you preach all the Bible, but those things are in our DNA that we are going to emphasize. Next slide, next vision slide, please. It says Andover Christian Center is a congregation that has the supernatural power of God operating in our services and individual lives. This, um, I'm going to share something later. We're going to watch a video. You, you see uh, some more about this. But um, God wants to do in the local church, uh, He wants His supernatural power to be evident in all areas. That Sometimes we just get certain areas just in mind. But that's the setting of people free. That is the changing of minds. That's the changing of relationships. That's the changing of bodies. That's the moving of the Holy Spirit. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1 says, I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. Verse 4, And my speech and my preaching were not with what persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It says, My speech, verse 4, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God wants to manifest Himself in our presence, both outside the church walls and inside the church walls. And this is an emphasize, and we believe we walk in these things, we declare we walk, and we, we depend on these things. Uh, the next slide. Andover Christian Center is a congregation that worships God from our hearts, marked by the presence of the Holy Spirit and excellence in musicianship. Talking about us worshiping not just in here, not just online on, at home, but when we are in our normal life. That we worship God, that it comes out that we're praising Him, honoring Him in our life. Of course, when we gather together, we worship Him and we praise Him from the heart. But it's not just um, a formality that we raise our hands. The Bible says lifting up holy hands in the Bible. That's biblical, raising your hands to the Lord. But it's not just, why well, this is what I do in church. Now, you know... Uh, 
I, I just worship here as a form. It is from the heart. It is a way of worshiping or a way of life that we exalt Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. Uh, John 4 verse 23 says, But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. In other words, worship is not just music. Worship is not just songs. Worship is us, spirit to spirit, honoring God, worshiping Him. The music is a vehicle. The, the, the songs are a vehicle so we can say the same things at the same time and honor Him together. But that's not, a song itself is not worship. Worship comes from the heart. So when we are gathering together for worship, we may be singing a same song, but it's really what's going on in the heart. You can sound beautiful, play beautifully, and there'd be no real worship going on. But our heart is for when we worship, to worship together, to worship in spirit, from our heart to the Lord, regardless of, uh, of what the music sounds like or the singing sounds like, that's what we want to do. But our heart also is to do it in excellence, to play and sing as best as we possibly can. But the first principle is let's worship Him in spirit and truth from our heart. Not let's play real well and then, oh, you know, I mean, you can play beautifully, but it means nothing to, the, to, to God. In fact, there are tons of recordings that aren't godly at all that are amazing musically. Yes. But it's not worship. Do you realize that could be in the church? Well, that's a, that's a praise and worship song. Yeah, the song is, but the song and the instruments don't worship God. Humans worship God. The Bible says the rocks will cry out. Yes, all humanity does, or all creation does, but God created humanity partly to worship Him. It's good for us. It's an honor uh, to be His children. And so we want that to be our heart. And so when we're worshiping, I encourage you, be ready to worship. When the time of worship is not like the beginning of the service, just to go through a formality before we get to the announcements and preaching. Be ready. I encourage you, be ready when the service starts. And you see, even beforehand, if you'll come in with an attitude of worship, be here before the service starts. Be in an attitude of worship. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't talk to your neighbor. Talk to him. But just in your heart, you're coming in. On the way here, you're coming in in an attitude of worship that we are going to worship God. You can be worshiping Him on the way. You don't need to, to wait till you come to church. But I'm talking about at, when we're gathered together, there's a different dynamic. So as you're coming in, make it uh, a priority and make it forefront in your mind that as you come in, we're here to worship the Lord together. And when you come in and come in here beforehand, there will be, there'll be a, a tangible difference in, in your mindset when you're like coming in going, I'm ready to worship God. And when we kick off the music, it's not just the music that's happening, then hearts are joining together to worship Him. There is a higher level. And we can just keep coming up in that, coming in just ready to worship. You're coming into to church, I'm, going, I'm ready to worship God. I'm ready to give my praise to the Almighty, for He is good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Can you put up the next slide? 
It says Andover Christian Center is a congregation that has vibrant children's and youth ministries that equip young people to live for God. You know, we have move up Sunday today, kids transitioning, you saw the excitement and the motion running up. You know, uh, for those things. kids are have so much energy and they have so much, uh, you know, potential out in front of them. Uh, our heart and what the Bible teaches is for us to pour into them godly principles so that they can be, those things can solidify early in their life when they're, when they're growing and developing. You know, the devil is trying to do that. He's trying to get our kids early because he knows what he can get into them early. They're going to have a hard time later getting out apart from the power of God. And so if we can get good things into them early, Satan's going to have a hard time getting those things out of them. The Bible says, Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Putting in principles to our children, our kids, our youth, building the Word of God into them that is quick and powerful. It's a two-edged sword that the, the Holy Spirit is an opportunity to work and to bring the Scripture back to the, their remembrance and to help them in the real issues of life. You know, dealing with their friends, dealing with social issues, dealing with peer pressure, dealing with schoolwork, that they can come up and, and understand the Word of God from an early age to where when they step into being a young adult, they've already had years of just hearing the Word and operating in the Word, and that just solidifies over time. Our heart is to pour into our, our children and youth so that God is able to do all He wants to do in their lives. Amen. These just paint a picture of what what we see God doing, has done and continue to do, but what we emphasize and really what the vision is as, as um, we come in and look, what, what is the emphasis? What do we want to see? What, what is God emphasizing in this local body? Because what God wants to do on the earth, He's going to do primarily through the local church. Did you hear me? What God wants to do on the earth, He's going to do primarily through the local church. The local church is the local body of believers, the church universal, uh, you know, worldwide. Uh, there are Christians all over, but they're all hooked up with some local body, and that's where the boots on the ground is happening. That's where thing, lives are being changed, and God's moving, and He hasn't ceased emphasizing. Let's go. We're going to, at this time, I, I, I mentioned actually some of this several months ago, but we're going to watch a, um, a brief video, six, seven minutes, um, from Brother Hagen from a meeting. Uh, it was in 1989, he was sharing, and he got in some things about the local church and about sharing the gospel, and I just thought it really fit well with what we were talking about today. So we're going to show this at, at, that, at, at this time, and then uh, I'll continue. Hallelujah. So it's not new. Amen. I said it's not new. Somebody said a new wave is coming. Get on a new wave. Did you ever stop to think about that that new wave is the same water that's been coming in all the time? <laughs> Amen. It's a new wave, but the same water. Don't change water. Praise God. 
God just puts the emphasis on something else, you know, that needs to be emphasized at the moment. Amen. You know what he's putting his emphasis on right now? Number one, the local church. He wants to build strong local churches. There's been so much that went away from the church and led people away from the church. Are you listening to me? Amen. But I want to tell you a little secret. I know. You say, how do you know? I'll tell you how I know. Because Jesus told me. Amen. I had a divine visitation from heaven a little over a year ago just before camp meeting. I never have told all of it yet. It's not time to tell it all. But, but let me say this. Jesus said this. The Holy Ghost will never, can never manifest himself in an auditorium meeting like he wants to and will manifest himself in the local church. Amen. So therefore, no, and he'll never manifest himself on television like he will manifest himself in the local church. And so if we don't have strong local churches, we're going to miss the real manifestations of the Holy Ghost because the auditorium meetings, and don't misunderstand me, they have their place, but they're primarily based on whatever manifestation of the Spirit that individual has and too many times upon the personality of the individual. And that's the reason they come to naught. Amen? And so it's the same way with the television program. But I tell you, that body of believers, and that's the reason he's building, he wants to build strong local churches. Hallelujah. Paul writing to the church at Corinth, you know, in 1 Corinthians. Uh, and we read it, you know, in the third chapter, first of all, and then the sixth chapter. But in the third chapter, the 16th verse, King James translation said, Know ye not that, writing to the church at Corinth, that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost? The Amplified translation said, Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's Spirit has his permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you. Now listen, to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. Did you get that? Did you get that? And you see that local body of believers... Well, don't we have church when all of us come together in a great meeting? Yeah, but it's not the same. We're coming from different groups. We're coming from different levels. Are you listening to me? Impossible to get into one accord, one spirit like you should. But you see, all you've got there is the manifestation or the anointing of the Holy Ghost, singularly the anointing. Usually the anointing that's upon the one that's ministering. But when that body of believers come together, there's a corporate anointing. Hallelujah. And that anointing's much stronger than the individual anointing. And there's something about the Holy Ghost that this modern generation is not going to know unless some of us that do know tell it. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me now? Amen. And so thank God for that. No, folks are looking for something new. Well, thank God the Word of God's ever new. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And we need folks that are steadfast and sure to stand on God's Word and preach the Word of God. Folks go around, you know, sometimes they ask me, Brother Hagin, what's God doing now? I said, everything he's always done. He hadn't changed a bit. He never changes. God never changes. God never changes. Well, what new thing is he about to do? I said, nothing. Amen. God's interested, number one, and you ought to be too, in winning the lost. But you see, you've got these little groups. They all gather together. All they're interested in is devils, demons, and so on and so forth. 
and you get another group and all they're interested in is prayer. All of that's important in its place unless you overly emphasize it and get off on the, in the ditch. Are you listening to me? But the number one priority is take the gospel to the world. Amen. And that's what Jesus is waiting for in these last days. James, you know, 5, 7, James said, Be patient, therefore, brethren, under the coming of the Lord. Well, blessed be God, we're looking forward to the coming of the Lord. He said he was coming. The Bible says he's coming. The angel says he's coming. Paul preached that he's coming. Peter preached that he's coming. James preached that he's coming. Jude preached that he's coming. Hallelujah. Is he coming? The Bible said so. Well, why don't he come? Why don't he come? James 5, 7 said, Be patient, therefore, brethren, under the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth. What's he waiting on? Till we get all the demons cast out of everybody? No, 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 no. Everybody don't have a demon in them anyway. Amen. These folks running around hollering, everybody's got devils in them. I just soon hear a donkey bray at midnight in a tin barn. I've got more respect for the donkey because the poor old donkey, that's all he knows to do is bray. But those stupid folks ought to know better than just be a brain all the time. Amen. No, 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 no. What's he waiting on? Till we all get perfect? No, because you never will be perfect as long as you're in that body. Amen. I said amen. You never will be perfect. Only perfect person never lived on this earth was Jesus and they killed him. If you ever get perfect, you won't last long either. Amen. No, he's not waiting for the church to get perfect. Why don't he come? Why don't he come? Is he waiting till everybody's baptized in water according to my method? No. What's he waiting on? Till everybody joins my church? No. He's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for a harvest. And that just delights the devil for Christians to get to fighting one another and get off on this tangent and get off on that tangent and get off on something else and the world's going to hell. Oh, blessed be God. Let's get our priorities right. And that's one reason that folks are defeated. Amen. Because they're living on the wrong side of the track. Bless God. Let's get, let's get things straight. Amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. So it's not new. Amen. I say you turn on the lights, please. All right. Praise God. Wasn't that good? I think so many times, um, you know, especially, I, I mean, this was in 1989, but I mean, even, uh, now today, people are thinking something is going to happen in some super meeting off there somewhere. If only, you know, you could have that person come and be in that auditorium, then everything would change. And that's not how God primarily does things on the earth. And we need to understand that being part of a local body, God is going to work in our midst, and you heard Brother Hagin, what God actually wants to do is not going to happen in the big meetings so many times as in a congregational local setting. Amen. And I think we need to bring our expectancy that way. And sometimes we bring our expectancy to special meetings. Nothing wrong with that. But we should bring our expectancy when we're coming into a congregation like this because we are coming 
to gather together believers in the setting that God ordained, and there is not something more special about something out there. We need to come expecting God to do what He said He would do in our midst. Amen. Bring that expectancy when we come, when we gather together. Bring that expectancy when you are living your life, when you're going on the job, when you're walking through your day. Don't just bring it when you come together for some special event. Sometimes we go up a notch in those times, but we need to understand our life is going by. We are the children of God, and what He wants to do, He's going to do in more what we would call mundane situations than so much these uh, more isolated, special situations. And when we get that revelation and start to realize that that's how God wants to move, then every bit of, of our lives comes up a level. We start going through our day expecting to see things happen, expecting to see God moving. When we come to our, our local body of believers, we expect to see what God promises in His Word instead of just saving that for some time when we all get together in a special meeting. Amen. God wants to do His plan on the earth and His plan is going to move through believers like you and me, through churches like our church here. Everything He's going to go do through the church, universal, that's what He wants to do in a local body like this. And so uh, God is emphasizing, we've been talking about it for weeks, God emphasizes always us sharing the gospel with those around us. It is His priority. That's why we're still here on the earth. We want to grow up in Him. We want to walk with Him. All these things that, that we, we talk about. But it, the reason we're here on the earth is because the lost that are going to come in have not come in yet. And that's our priority is living as though that were actually true, going through our day and looking for opportunities. Let me read you Ephesians 4, uh, 11. We'll look at these uh, passages as we're closing. It says, He Himself uh, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying or building up of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth in the body of Christ or the body for the edifying of itself in love. So we're to grow up, we're to be a part of what God is doing and He's doing that in uh, churches 
as we take our place and get involved in what we're to do, see ourselves as part of the church universal, as part of the church local, and how do I slot into that? How do I get involved so that these things that God wants to do are done and that there's an impact? Let's look at these two uh, just briefly. uh, Ephesians 4.16 and a couple uh, versions. For because of Him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments uh, with which it is supplied, when each part, with power adapted to its need, is working properly in all its functions, grow it, grows to full maturity, building up itself in love. In the NLT it says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So we have a part. We've been talking about that and probably continue to talk about that. We have a part, but fitting into this as we talk about what what is our emphasis? What do we to do as a local church? What, what is the vision? What, what is God moving through that we all say, okay, I see that. I see how that, that, that God wants to do that. How do I fit into that? What is my part to fit into that? How do I help that come to pass so that everything that we believe we want to see, that that moves forward and it happens and we give God an avenue to say, Lord, here, Lord, now, Lord, in our midst, Lord, how would I, what part would I play? How would I be involved? Lord, I want you to be able to move through us the way you want to, here, in this area, in this region, with what we are called to do. Not somewhere way out there, not some time decades ago, but now, here. The Holy Spirit has not changed. Jesus has not changed. The plan of God is moving forward in 2021. Most There's many people in here that you thought, and I thought, we'd surely be out of here by now. 2021. Surely, Jesus would have come back by now. But he hasn't come back yet, but he's going to come back yet. And you heard Brother Hagin, he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And the way that's going to come about is by each part of the body of Christ doing their share. So we can't control what everybody else does, but we can surely control what we do and cooperate with the grace of God to see all he wants, us to, wants to do done in our midst. And don't relegate it to some other time and don't relegate it to some other people or to some other location, but know that He wants to work with us because His plan is the same for His children. It's just a matter of how we cooperate with Him. Amen. We cooperate. Amen. We cooperate. We flow with Him. Praise God. God has been so faithful. He's been so good. He's got good things coming forth. The world has changed. The world is different. It always changes. But boy, it looks different than it did 10 years ago. It looks different than it did 30 years ago. But this is the time that we're called to. And God's got good things for us to do now. Not waiting way into the future. Not just, relic, just looking, oh, if only we were sometime in the past. No. He's got things today. Tomorrow. Tuesday. Wednesday. Thursday in our midst that he wants to accomplish. He's not finished yet. Amen?